0: Jesus, we love you. We are here for you. I pray that you would help us to hear, to listen, to be still in our hearts, even as we're anxious and excited to get to the next thing. Give us ears to hear what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. So most of us, As far as I'm aware, don't set out each day with horrible intentions, right? We don't start the day thinking that we're going to harm people or that we're going to intentionally walk a step further away from Jesus. Most of us, I mean, you're Bible quizzers, you're involved in Bible quizzing, we look like we're doing just fine. But the thing of it is, I think we're actually really skilled at convincing ourselves that our habits are good and necessary. The ways that we live our lives sometimes become a distraction from listening to Jesus. So I think that you probably all use some rationale for the habits that you have. Like, I stay up late because dot, dot, dot. Or I talk to my kids that way because dot, dot, dot. Or I use my friend's homework because or I leave the TV on all the time, or I have to have a cell phone because, or I have to go for a run every day, or else, etc., etc., etc. Beneath the surface of all of these things that are, some of them, actually good habits, is that our truest self is actually dealing with anxiety, bitterness, anger, or selfishness, or pride. And I believe that Jesus invites us to let go of these things, to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with him in order to experience his healing and his wholeness. Because if our job is to become like Jesus, we need to be healed by his love and then to bring his love out into the world. So this morning I want to ask, what in you needs healing? Because, like I said, in receiving healing from Jesus, we can partner with him in changing the world, in going into all the world and preaching the good news. And the good news is that we are loved, and that we are healed and made whole, and joining in him and bringing his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. So the thing about healing is that it actually starts by knowing you are loved. And that's something that is actually very hard. You all have a lot of biblical information in your head, and so do I. But the thing of it is, if we don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves us, then we are nothing. We're still broken. And God wants us, more than anything, to know that he loves us. So I want to invite you into experiencing the crazy, outrageous, ridiculous love of Jesus. I believe Jesus is waiting for you to let go of the the coping mechanisms, the excuses, the habits that you have the um, whatever practices that are keeping you from experiencing his love in order that you can be made healed, made whole and healed. So let's enter into the story of the prodigal son. And I want you to not just think of it in your mind, but I want you to picture yourself as one of the two sons in this story. So if you're a girl, think of yourself as one of the daughters in this story. Beginning in Luke 15, 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons, we'll say two kids. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So the father divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger one got together all that he had and set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. for him, and he ran to his sons, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And the, father, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and a sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf the best of the best, and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, doing what he was supposed to be doing. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and said, What's going on? Well, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he is back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in.
1: So his father went
0: out and pleaded with him. Come, join us, be a part of the party. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never Disobeyed your orders, yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fat calf for him? My son, the father says, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the word of the Lord. And this well known story of the prodigal son is a parable that Jesus tells us in response to the Pharisees who knew it all and were grumbling and complaining because they were obeying the law. And here this Jesus offers love and friendship to the obvious sinners and outcasts of society. How dare he? So I wonder, which of these signs do you resonate with? Maybe you feel a little bit like a fraud. You're here in a church on a Bible quiz team, coaching, quizzing, quiz mastering, but you actually feel like you don't belong. You actually feel like you completely regret the decision you've made. You're not worthy to be called a child of God. Maybe you're realizing how selfish you are. Maybe you're desperate to be even in the same vicinity of the God that you know you have hurt so deeply by the way you've lived, the choices you've made, how you've turned your back on him. And if you're really honest with yourself, you might prefer to stay on as one of God's hired hands just to be in close proximity with him with none of the responsibility of an heir because to be a child of god comes with responsibility it comes with a call it comes with a part of building god's kingdom you don't just get to sit and be in his general vicinity you have to do something so i want you to imagine close your eyes if you have to.
1: You have just
0: wasted everything, made the most horrendous choices, and come crawling back to God. And you see Jesus, standing in the distance on the edge of the property of the home that you lived in as a child. And he's looking for you. He's hoping that you're going to return. He is like a watchman waiting for the first streaks of sun on sunrise. And she's so excited to see you. There is no shame, no reproach, no wagging fingers, no, I told you so, or it's about time. No, there's only grace and love. And not just that. There's the biggest party that you can imagine with all of your favorite foods. And you're thinking to yourself, what in the world? (laughs) What kind of crazy love is this? Or maybe you picture yourself as the older brother. You're the responsible one. You're the compliant one. You follow the rules. You memorize scripture. And you look and see the love that God is pouring out on this person who has done nothing but shame him. And you think, what in the world? What kind of love is this? Not only Jonah, who said, heck no, you'd better not save Nineveh. You might as well kill me because I cannot handle this. They do not deserve this kind of love. I've been nothing but a hard worker. I've done the right thing. How is this kid not getting punished or rebuked or kicked out of the family or even thrown in jail and yet you're throwing him a party? So here's the thing about the kingdom of God. It doesn't work the way that our lives, our world works. And in God's kingdom, we don't have to worry about his love running out. There is no scarcity in the kingdom of God. There is no fear that the goodness, that the love of God, that this like huge, big throwing, party-throwing kind of love is ever going to run out. Because the thing of it is, every time someone comes to God, whether you're the compliant child or the wild and reckless one, God leads a party. And he never runs out of streamers. (laughs) He never runs out of cake. He never runs out of pizza. He never runs out of crazy love for you. Rodney Clapp, uh, an editor, says, every time God's active, stretching, searching, healing love finds someone and calls that person back home, it does not mean there is less for the rest of us. It means there is more. So when one of us returns to God with our whole hearts after a moment or a season or a whole lifetime of selfish living, we all get to join him in celebrating. When one of us confesses our resentfulness, when one of us admits how sin is festering within us, when one of us admits how entitled we feel, how you're coping by staying up late or numbing your feelings with your phone, or going for a run, because if you don't, et cetera, et cetera, when you admit those things, we all get to celebrate because God says, I love you. I've been waiting for you to give up that thing so that we could get to work building my kingdom. So I want to paint a picture of this praying that Jesus loves us, because just this last Monday evening, I loaded up my two girls on my bike it's it's like a circus i put kirsten on a seat in front of me and i put junior on my back and off we go and we headed to work to pick up my husband kevin because in addition to being the co-pastor at our church kevin works a corporate job at lazy boy world headquarters which just happens to be less than two miles from our house in monroe and so he's getting off an hour earlier than normal and us we us girls someone grammar help me there we girls Uh, (laughs) We're we're so excited to see Daddy that we got on our bikes and went to meet him. We arrived about 10 minutes early, so we're sitting there watching the door, waiting for Kevin to come out. He had no idea we were there. And sure enough, a couple minutes after 7 o'clock, I see him walking out the building. He's looking at his phone, and I say, Kirsten, there's Daddy. And she looks up and she goes, Daddy! she runs, like, probably from me over to, like, Ormston Hall. Like, it's a good long way. She starts running, and I just sit there smiling, and at the sound of her squeal, Kevin looks up, locks eyes with his three-year-old daughter, and unabashedly takes off at a full sprint from his corporate office in his dress clothes. And swoops out his girl and gives her a big hug and kiss. And then there's one-year-old Junia, like, I'm coming too. <laughs> and he's like, Junia. And I just hope that some of his co-workers saw that. Because he didn't care. He didn't care that it was inappropriate for him to be running in his work clothes to see his girls. His love was big enough that it didn't matter what the rules were. It was a beautiful moment. And I believe that kind of love, that way that Kevin Ryan toward his three-year-old daughter, he had just seen her that morning. But he was so excited to see her. I believe that's the crazy kind of thing that Jesus does every time you look back at him. And you say, Jesus. And he's like, come here. day? How have you been? So whether you're responsible and compliant and obedient or whether you're more reckless and a little wild and a little unruly, there is love for you. And I believe Jesus is waiting for us to return to him with our whole hearts. And as soon as he sees us coming, he takes off At a full sprint, like a runner who hears the gun. His hair flying, his His garments garments totally undignified, meeting us more than halfway. Our God wants to be with us. Sit with that for just a moment. How do you need to return to God with your whole heart? God, I pray that if someone here doesn't believe that you run towards them with that same crazy, reckless love. You would help their unbelief. That you would help every every person here, whether they're three years old, 13, 30, 63, 73, however old we are, God, that we would experience your love. We praise you for your ever-open door. You open your arms, God, to accept us even before we turn to meet your welcome.
1: You invite us to
0: forgiveness even before our hearts are softened to repentance. So hold us, hold before us the image of our humanity, of ourselves made new, made whole, that we may live in Jesus Christ, the model and the pioneer of your new creation, and that we may partner with you in building your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. In your loving, crazy, never-ending, never-giving up name, we pray, amen.